Y'all notice that after we shifted our mindsets that he came in real strong. And the key is, if God is showing up, there is something that he wants to get done. He's not showing up for our amusement. He's not showing up just so that we can say he was here. He's literally showing up because there are some things that he needs us to do. The question is, what are you doing with the anointing that is resting on you? What are you doing with it? Are you coming in and are you wasting it? Are you coming in and letting God pour into you and then it leaks out the other side like you just had a bad case of uh, diarrhea? What are you doing with what he's releasing, with what he's infusing in you? Do you understand that you qualify to impart it into other people? Do you understand that if he's giving it to you, he's expecting you to do something with it? So today, I get to talk about some stuff. And I ain't going to lie, y'all, I have spent a whole lot of time crying this morning so you can hear the raspiness in my voice. But God had to take me back so that I could see some things. Because we celebrated the victory, but we missed understanding the season. Okay? So God has taken us on a journey, y'all. And I am just wrecked today because of what the Lord has shown me. Where we are headed in the realm of the spirit, the Lord is showing me three things that have to be done. Pay attention. Three things. Number one. There has to be an understanding of where we are. There has to be an understanding of where we came from. And then there has to be a preparedness to navigate the terrain that we will be embarking on while maintaining what we've gained. Did y'all catch that? You have to be prepared to navigate what we are about to run into and not lose anything while you're going where the Lord has taken us. Did y'all catch that? See, somebody should have got excited right there, so y'all obviously ain't catching it. So this is very powerful because the season that is before us is going to take a knowing of who God is and what the Father is doing, or you're going to find yourself without the faith needed to make it through. For the next four weeks, the Father has taken us on a journey to reset ourselves and to align ourselves fully with him. Somebody say it's time to eat like never before. But we're not going to eat natural food because man shall not live by bread alone. So we're going to omit some things from our diet right now. Amen. So there's a couple of things that I'm hearing and I want us to be prepared. Amen. So we're going to be changing the way that we do service beginning next week. And we're going to be fasting up until the women's retreat. Now, I know y'all, if I don't prepare you, y'all going to fight against me. Y'all going to dig your feet in the ground. And y'all going to say, I ain't doing it. I already know y'all. I get it. But here's the deal. Every time y'all do that, I get frustrated. 
and focus more on pushing y'all so you can receive what God has for you than I do in moving myself. And in the past, it's been real unprofitable for both of us. This time I've decided that regardless of who moves with me as I move with him, I'm trusting what he has shown me. Amen. I am trusting that I am going to retain all that I already have. I am trusting that I'm going to gain the things that he has placed before me. I am trusting that those who are supposed to move are going to move with me in the name of Jesus and that nothing is going to stop us or block us in Jesus name. Somebody say, I'm ready to move forward with you in faith, Father. Come on, y'all got to say it like y'all really mean this. I'm ready to move forward in faith with you, Father. All right. So as I prayed for the theme of the women's retreat, God gave me the title. And I shared it with Hassan, and Hassan started putting together some very powerful pictures of what the Lord had shared with me. And we've been working on it for, what, about three weeks now? Yeah. And so the title is New Beginnings. Overcoming the past while embracing the new era. I'm going to say it again. Pay attention to the words. New beginnings. Overcoming our past, y'all. While embracing the new era. What is before us? The blessings that God has for us. We are about to move, y'all. And in order to overcome something, you have got to get the better of whatever it is that has got the better of you right now. You have to go in and you can't struggle with conflict. It means that you've got to prevail over your opposer. You've got to overpower it. You've got to overtake it. You've got to conquer it, defeat it in the name of Jesus. I'm talking about pressing it down like David did Goliath, beheading it so that it can never call you out in the valley again in Jesus name come on we gonna render the enemy of our soul helpless inactive ineffective and inoperative powerless against us in the name of Jesus I don't know about you but I want my life to be a living epistle for the Lord and as a body, we're going to begin fasting on October 1st one meal per day and we will not eat after 8 p.m. Our services are going to change a little, amen? So we're going to still be hearing the word. But at the end of every service, we are going to end it with corporate prayer and we are going to prophesy. Not only over what we are hearing, over what we are seeing, but we're going to prophesy and pray for and over one another in Jesus' name, amen? So why are we doing this? Because it's part of the preparation, y'all. I'm ready to receive all that God has for me, and I need stuff to be out of my way so that it cannot hinder me from receiving. Y'all, I'm just telling you. I'm watching those who I would have never thought that they would have walked away from the king be picked off by the enemy left and right. People are dying, and we've known them for years and don't even know if they are with Jesus right now. The apostasy is real. We are literally seeing Matthew 24 play out before our eyes. And there is a generation that is challenging us to see if we honestly believe what it is that we speak and what it is that we say we believe and who it is that we say we believe in. We are being challenged on the court and in the courts of the enemy. Matthew 24 verses 4 through 8 says, And Jesus answered them, See that no one leads you astray. For many will come in my name saying that I am the Christ and they will lead many astray. Are we not seeing those who are saying that they are gods? 
and you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. Are we not seeing it play out before our eyes? See that you are not alarmed, for this must take place, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation. Are we not seeing that? Black against white, ethnos against ethnos, and kingdom against kingdom. There's only two, y'all. It's the kingdom of God and the kingdom of Satan. And there will be famines and earthquakes in various places. What are we seeing happen? Why did all the Haitians run and try to get here? Verse 8 says, all these are but the beginning of birth pains. Pay attention. Because if this is just the beginning and you're already struggling, you better make up your mind whose side you're on. So this is just the beginning of what is to come. Amen. And in order to not be deceived, he is saying we have to understand where we are in time. I just showed you where we are in time at the beginning of birth pains. Number two, understanding where we have come from. How did we get here? Which I'll touch on here in just a second. But most importantly, we have to have a preparedness to navigate the terrain we will be embarking on while maintaining the territory we take for the king. So in order for us to understand where we have come from, what he did is he walked me through the last three years we have had together and all I could do is weep. But then right behind that, y'all came a shout of victory. Hallelujah. So if I had the title today, our title would be manifesting victory. Let's look at our text for today's prophetic declaration. Second Corinthians chapter two, verse 14 through 17. I'm going to read it in the King James first, and then I'm going to read it in the Amplified. And no, I didn't forget to pray. So second Corinthians chapter two, verse 14 through 17. And the King James says, now thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ. Hallelujah. And maketh manifest the savor of his knowledge by us in every place. In other words, everywhere we go, we are supposed to manifest our king to the world. Glory to your name, God. For we are unto God a sweet savor of Christ in them that are saved and in them that perish. To the one we are the savor of death unto death and to the other the savor of life unto life. In other words, those who hear our voice will receive life and those who do not, death is already their portion. And who is sufficient for these things? For we are not as many which corrupt the word of God, but as of sincerity, but as of God, in the sight of God, speak we in Christ. Amen. The Amplified says it like this. Y'all hold on to your hats. But thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ. And through us spreads and makes evident everywhere the sweet fragrance of the knowledge of him. For we are the sweet fragrance of Christ, which ascends to God, discernible both among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. In other words, they ain't going to have no excuse because it's discernible by both. Amen. To the latter one, an aroma from death to death, a fatal offensive odor. But to the other, an aroma from life to life, a vital fragrance, living and fresh. And who is adequate? And sufficiently qualified for these things? For we are not like many, acting like merchants, peddling God's word, shortchanging and adulterating God's message, but from pure, uncompromised motives. 
as commissioned and sent from God. I am commissioned, y'all. Those who were here during my um, uh, commissioning service, you saw the commissioning take place. I am commissioned and I am sent from God. We speak his message in Christ in the sight of God. Amen. So again, the title for today is manifesting victory. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Most gracious and heavenly father, we come before you, father. We bless you, God, and we praise you. We thank you, Jesus, for this time with you, for you helping us to grow in the grace and in the knowledge of who you are as our Lord and our savior. Jesus, we thank you that you truly do sit high and that you look low. And Father, you recognize your people where we are, what it is that we've been through, what others have done to us. But Father, you still have an expectation of us, even in the midst of what the enemy is trying to do to silence the voices of your people. Father, there is an expectation that we still raise up in the power, that we raise up in the strength, that we raise up in the knowledge, that we raise up in the understanding. And Father, that we take that stand against the power of darkness. We take that stand against the things that are trying to say who you are not. We take that stand and we release your word. Shifting things in the atmosphere, shutting down the voices of those dark spirits. The ones that are trying to tell us who we are not, what we will never be, how we're not strong enough, we're not wise enough, how people will bring up our past to try to shut us down. But Lord God, we shout and we declare and decree we are not guilty because after we repent, we are covered by the blood of God. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. Every tongue risen against us in judgment, we condemn it according to your word. So, Father, we say that it is useless. All of the accusations, we silence the voice of the accuser of the brethren. And we say thank you, Father, for giving us that power and that authority. Now, Father, teach us as only you can how to manifest the victory. Help us to understand where we are. Help us to know, Lord, what it is that we've been through in the past and what it meant. Give us understanding. You said that wisdom is the principal thing, but in all of our getting to get understanding. Help us understand it because, God, we shouted because we were victorious. But we missed the understanding of what you were doing. So, Father, forgive us for not seeking you to truly have that understanding. And now, Father, plant us like trees that are planted by the river whose leaves fail not in their season. So I thank you, Father, for the nutrients that you are giving us. I thank you for the empowerment that we have through you. I thank you that we have the mind of Christ. I thank you, Lord God, that our hearts are set and stayed on you. Our mind is set and stayed on you and that we're kept in perfect peace throughout all of this. There truly is none like you. So continue to have your way in us, Father, like never before in Jesus' name. And every saint would say hallelujah. Come on, hallelujah and amen. Come on and give them some praise from the fruit of your lips. So as I asked the Lord what he wanted me to share with you all today, Holy Spirit reminded me of the season that we are in. 
And then I remember the victory the people of God received when they shifted from offense to defense. The children of Israel moved from a period of being offensive in the eyes of the Lord to defending their territory and winning the victory. Amen. And this is what we are looking to do during this season. Now, on Monday of this week, we began Sukkot, which is also known as the Feast of Tabernacles. This is a powerful season for the Lord's people because Sukkot has a dual significance. Number one, it is historical. And number two, it is agricultural. Historically, Sukkot commemorates the 40-year period during which the children of Israel were wandering in the desert, living in temporary shelters. And agriculturally, Sukkot is a harvest festival and is sometimes referred to as the festival of ingathering or the bringing together of God's people. Wow, I feel Holy Spirit right there. Bringing his people together. For what? To commune with him so that we can get the strategy, so that we can implement what it is that he's sharing and we can do what? Gain the victory for our king so that we can advance the kingdom. Oh, glory to your name, Father. Coming together knowing that when we do this, Matthew 18 and 20 says that he is in the midst of us. It was in Acts chapter 2 and 1 that when they were gathered together on one accord, seeking the Lord, that Holy Spirit was released to the people in the planet, fulfilling the word that he will never leave us, nor will he ever forsake us. Joshua 1 and 5. And if he be for us, guess what, y'all? He is more than the world that could be against us. Oh, come on, somebody. You should be shouting. I've got the victory because can't nothing stop the God that we serve. See, it's one thing to shout and say that we've got the victory. Yet it's another thing to understand why we have the victory and how to walk into your victory with a knowing that no matter what comes your way, you're always going to be victorious. Amen. It's been a while since we've taught on Sukkot. So we got to understand that Sukkot is the Jewish holiday, which is all about giving thanks for the autumn harvest and commemorating the 40 years that Israel spent wandering the desert after leaving slavery in Egypt. Amen. So the word Sukkot means booth and refers to the temporary dwellings, the shelters that we are commanded to live in during this holiday in memory of the period of wandering. Now, I don't know if you caught what I just said, but let me help you out. We're talking about living in a temporary booth. This flesh that we live in is a temporary booth that we are living in in Jesus' name. Even though it is temporary, the Lord continues to commune with us. In those booths that they had, they cut an opening right there in the door, which is really for us the opening of our hearts. Hallelujah. So he allows us to open up our hearts so that he can come in and he can give us what we need. He can commune with us so that we are prepared to stand against all that the devil tries to do he wants to take your peace he wants to drop your faith he wants to get rid of you why so that you can no longer be an uh, instrument against him but understand that yes although these are temporary you got to understand this house is going to do something while it's here glory to your name god Oh, my God. Woo, y'all, I'm sorry. I ain't even going to apologize. I'm on fire, and I'm getting ready to release this thing. Hallelujah. So we're talking about living in these temporary dwellings, and that in the midst of living with these temporary dwellings, check this out. Right now in Israel, 
They are all over. Well, they might not be because of COVID. But usually during this time in Israel, what happens is they all spend money and they all meet at the same place. Hallelujah. They spend money and they all meet at the same place and they all dwell together. They share meals together. They share the word of God. What? Together. Hallelujah. And this is what we are doing right now. We are sharing this meal. We're feasting on the word together. Now, afterwards, we can go get something to eat. If anybody ready, I'll be hungry. Amen. Hallelujah. But we've got the opportunity to do this. And this season that we're in is powerful. Because when we're talking about God coming down to commune with us, do you understand what that actually means? God is coming in and he is resting. That's why I was like, oh, no, we're not going to go through praise and worship and you're not going to respond. Do you not know what season we're in? Do you not understand what's available to you? So if that is the case, then we should be able to press right on in with these. Hallelujah. But the enemy is trying his best to shut us down, to make us question who it is that we are. If God is really going to respond, if he cares about our situations, if he knows what I'm going through, you've got to know that God already knows and God already has a plan for whatever it is that the enemy is trying. I don't care. He might come one way, but my God's going to raise me up to send him fleeing seven different ways. Oh, boy. Woo, Jesus. So we got to know where it is that we've come from. Can I just testify for a second? I had a small tiff with the father, y'all. I was a little angry with him. I was always taught that during the times of the feast, we can pretty much just sit back and not have to worry as much because these are special times with the king. You sow your seed. You watch God fight. We read the word. It says he'll send an angel before you. And the angel's going to do all these things. And it was in April of 2018, y'all, that I found a lump in my breast. Understand that Passover, also known as Pesach, began what? April 30th. So right before this season hit, I got attacked, y'all. It went from April 30th through May 7th. That year was the year that I found that nodule in my breast. So here I was trying to understand, okay, God, what's going on? We're walking into a season of power. We're walking into a season where there's healing, where death has to pass over. Ah, yeah. I'm like, hold up, Lord. Death was supposed to pass over me. What is this that they're pronouncing over me? Then I had to walk through that journey knowing what he had spoken to me. But I began to question what I was taught until today. Ha, you should have never let me live, dummy. Can I testify, y'all? Let me help you. I'm standing before you because why? Death did pass over. The weapon was formed, but it did not prosper. I was strengthened in the power of his might because I had to trust him with all of my heart and lean not to my own understanding and all of my ways I acknowledged him, knowing that he was going to direct my path. I had an undeniable experience with God that changed my life, the life of my radiology oncologist. It changed this congregation. It changed my husband's walk. It changed the faith of my children and my parents 
of those who don't believe while they're facing that same diagnosis. Somebody needs to know today that we can grab hold of the promises of God and walk in peace while we manifest victory in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. All I could do is shout hallelujah. Thank you, Father. I glorify your name. God, you're worthy. I praise you, Jesus. But where are we? What are we doing right now? What is it that God is taking us into? In order to further catch the power of the decade that we're still in. Because understand when all of that began, it was right after that victory that the new decade began. We're still in 50, we are in 5782. And that is the decade of peh, which is the Hebrew word for mouth. Pay attention. Because I was one of the forerunners for this. That attack happened right before we walked into that decade. I came out of that battle at the end of that decade of iron, which is the decade of the eye, where our focus was on seeing things from heaven down instead of from earth up. During that decade, we learned what it meant to be seated in heavenly places where all things are under our feet, seeing that even though the weapon may have been formed, that joker didn't prosper. Things that looked like a mountain in our eyes in the past became nothing more than a mere molehill as we looked through our spiritual lenses and listened for the strategy to defeat everything that came our way. During that time, God opened up revelation of that which is to come and allowed us to see things that have been hidden in times past, letting us know that if God before us, it don't matter who or what is trying to come against us. We won the victory, y'all. I'm going to say that again because y'all obviously didn't hear me. We won the victory over that battle. I say we because it was the prayer of the saints that helped me carry out this uh, situation when things got real difficult, when I started to doubt, when it tried to creep in, when I questioned if I heard the Lord right, but recognized that it was your prayers, the words that you released that preceded the shift that we made as a body. The battle ceased in mid-January of 2019, and we celebrated. This was all preparation for the new decade that began September 29th of 2019. The very title of this decennium sets us on a new course, positioned us for victory. Oh, you don't understand what transpired. Well, let me enlighten you on today. Here is what we did not catch while we was going through all of that. During that time that I had to focus on commandeering my health my peace, my joy, my faith as I walked through that trial. You all had to assume positions in order for this body to remain fed, in order for us to manifest the victory that we were promised. I watched each of you find where you belonged and operate in that position in Jesus' name. You might have bumped your head, you might have stubbed your toe, you might have been frustrated through the process, but I watched each of you manifest victory. How? The king was present at our services while you all were ministering. That right there is manifested victory. And I received healing during a service right in front of those who came in this house looking for God. I couldn't stretch my hands up and lift my hands to worship my king. But right before him, and they said right back there where Kamika was, I got healed in the middle of the service. God made it to where my hands lifted 
to where it was no longer restrained. We got the victory. I was delivered from fear and doubt during a service. That right there, my friends, is manifested victory. Hallelujah. Our faith grew in ways we didn't even know it could. We manifested victory. So preparation for the journey. Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14, now thanks. The first thing he did was he praised him. He said, thank you. Now thanks be unto God. When you're going through a trial in order to get victory, you've got to fight through something. What are you fighting? What are you battling? What's coming against you? Who's telling you no? Who's taking something from you? What is it that you are saying? And what is it that you're seeing? And are you praising your way through? Huh. Or are we complaining about what we don't have? Are we complaining about what we don't see? Are we telling everybody how God never comes through for me? What is it that you're releasing from your mouth? If we are in the decade of pet, what? Life and death. Now thanks be unto God, which always, always, always causes us to triumph in Christ and maketh manifest the savor of his knowledge by us in every place. And the Amplified has said, but thanks be to God, still thanking him who always leads us in triumph in Christ. And through us, somebody say through us. Come on, say through me. And through me spreads and makes evident everywhere the sweet fragrance of the knowledge of him, Jesus Christ. Understand that we can go ahead and praise the Lord right now for the victories we're about to see in Jesus' name. But like I said, understand that you got to be willing to fight for what rightfully belongs to you. The children of Israel had to fight to get the victory that the Lord had promised them. It belonged to them, but they didn't possess it yet. Until they chose to believe God and fight for it. In other words, we have to recognize that manifesting victory does not come without work. It doesn't come without a fight. Now, there are times where God's going to do the miraculous. It will happen. But understand the Bible's clear. It talks about the purpose of miracles. The, the miracles are not to get believers to believe, but actually to get the unbelievers. So when we're looking for miracles, are we using it to produce the miraculous in the life of someone else so that they'll give their life to Christ and that they'll gain that same manifested victory that we are fighting for. So at the beginning of the year, we learned about manifest. We learned that that was what we were focusing on. And manifest is the Greek word for neroo, which is G519. And it's defined as to make visible or known that which has been hidden or known, unknown, to make manifest by words or deeds. So even though you speak it, you still got to do something in order to obtain it or in any other way make actual invisible. You can't make something visible without having to make something. 
Saints of God, if we're going to manifest victory, we must know and we must believe 1 John 4 and 4. It says, you are of God, little children, and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. You've got to first know that Christ is on the inside of you. If you chose him as your Lord and Savior, it doesn't matter what the enemy is doing. In other words, there is something in there. No, 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 no. Let me fix that. There is someone on the inside of you that is more powerful than what you're facing, greater than the enemy assigned against you, capable of going beyond the walls erected to stop your progress. People of God, God, if you confess Jesus as your Lord and Savior and received him within you as such, there is an unmatchable, unequaled, inimitable greatness that's living in you. There is someone sitting beside you right now. And you need to tell them that there is greatness that lies on the inside of them. Y'all sound so weak and I don't even know why you even opened your mouths. Let's try it again. There is greatness that lies on the inside of you. You got to understand when you're dealing with the devil, you can't come to him all playing pity pat. I'm not sure if you're going to hit me back. Because he's going to swing. But one thing that my sister taught me when I was fighting is how to do what? Duck. She said duck and when you come back up, hit him on your way back up. You better ask somebody. So every time he swings, he comes at you, you duck and you hit him. You counterattack every single time. And how do you counterattack? You counterattack him with the word of God. It's written that you're going to burn in hell for the rest of your life. For eternity, baby, you ain't going to make it out. There is nothing you can do to stop what God is doing in my life. Even if I get taken off the planet, I still got eternal life, which is what you don't get. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. We got to understand that we are like Mary. We are carriers of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He's within us and just like with any other impregnation. As life grows in us, there's going to be evidence And we will eventually birth something tangible that other people can see, other people can feel, and other people can experience. Let me help you. As I continue to nurture what's growing in me, and I lay hands on y'all, tell me you don't feel something tangible. Tell me you don't see what's happening in your life after I lay hand and cast them devils off of you. Tell me that you don't feel when God is moving things out of your way and preparing you so that you're able to march forward. Who am I talking to on today? That's all right, because I'll preach myself happy. Lastly, we got to understand the power of position. Where we stand is just as important as it is how we stand. Paul knew they were facing opposition. But regardless of who believed or didn't believe, he chose to stand in his position as an apostle for his king and for their kingdom. He had to believe the one who called him. He had to believe what the one who called him said and that he was versus who the world had made him out to be. Every person under the sound of my voice has been born 
on purpose, for a purpose, and with purpose. Say it with me. I was born on purpose, for a purpose, and with purpose. But here's the thing. If you have purpose, that means you have a position. And there is a purpose that goes with that position that you have to accomplish and what you will accomplish is the will of God in the earth so that earth can look more like heaven. Somebody say, I've been put in position for a purpose, in a victorious position, on purpose, for a purpose, and with purpose. Now, somebody in here is still lost at what I'm talking about, so let me make it plain so that somebody can go ahead and just shout right now and be as excited as I am on today. The significance of what I'm sharing is this. After I went through perfecting my heavenly vision and seeing myself as healed because I had to literally believe what God said, I had to see myself on the other side victorious, amen? I had to see myself as healed, not maimed, not lame, but whole. We shifted right into the decade of Peh, saying, hallelujah, there has been an awakening, an awareness of what comes out of my mouth through that trial that I went through. In other words, this is the season where we don't just see it, we won't just dream about it, we won't simply have the vision of it, but this is the season, the decade of declaration, a decade of decreeing what God has said to you, a decade of speaking those things that be not as though they were. In other words, now that our prophetic eyes have been opened, we we will see it, say it, and bump into it, knowing that death and life are in the power of our tongues. We gonna manifest every victory. You might see some chaos. You probably seeing some turmoil and utter confusion coming your way, but you have the power to open your mouth and decree, peace be still, and command the winds and the waves to cease and obey you in Jesus' name. You got the right to manifest victory. You might see the unfruitful things operating in your life and will curse them through commanding them to cease and desist. In the name of Jesus, you will manifest victory. Hallelujah. You will see the door and command that joker to open up for you. In Jesus' name, every stopping, blocking, hindering, frustrating spirit got to move out your way. Boom. Get out my way. In Jesus' name, manifest that victory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He has delegated power and authority unto you to be able to speak to those things that have been coming against you and command them to stop. Now, here's the deal, y'all. You can stand to your feet. Here's where we mess up, where we've been. That victory didn't happen instantly. So the average person would say, because my sisters were prophesying that after the surgery, I wouldn't have to go through anything else. But I had to. If that would have been the end, I would not have had to work my faith through all that the enemy was throwing at me. 
here's what's interesting. And Jalil was with me when this happened. Vince could not go to an a appointment with me. And Kamika would go because Kamika is one of those that she fills in my deficiencies. And so something so simple as right before I was going on vacation and they were telling me what was going to happen when I came back and how all of this was going to work. Kamika recorded the whole conversation because she knew I wasn't going to remember it. She knew I was trying to get out of here and get a bliss fix. I needed to get away from the pressure that was coming in. So she recorded it. And what's amazing is that when I came back, she was like, all right, so I'm sending this to you because you're about to go through this. And she sent it to me. But before that took place, Jalil was with me. And the amazing thing was this, because, you know, we were still in seeing and I could see it, but I couldn't say it the way that I wanted to say it. And so God kept giving me these different tests. And one of the tests was with the radiologist, the, the chemo radiologist or, or radiology oncology is what it is. And so as we're going through that, the radiologist comes in with this little smart self and he's like telling me all about what radiology is going to do and how I have a choice. But he said something, not knowing that while he was coming in, he didn't know what God had spoken to me. I had to go through that trial, believing God. I had to go through that trial, trusting what voice I heard. You hear me? Because God speaks things to us. He tells us our position. He tells us who we are in him. But do we believe what he's saying? Do we understand what it is that he's saying to us? In November, that prior year, I had just been commissioned. And then here we are in April going through this. Watch this, y'all. I know you've heard the story, but let me tell you what's happening. So we go through it. And God had told me that I would eradicate it. I wrote it. I could see it. I told y'all. But then I had to walk it out. So when we finally get to the radiologist, the radiologist is explaining that what chemo does. He explains what the surgery does. He said it's like a dandelion. He said surgery is going to get what it can see. So if you take a weed whacker, what's going to be left is going to be the root. And I said, well, the root will be left and it's going to come back. He said, exactly. He said, that's the purpose of chemo. Chemo is going to go and get anything if the uh, dandelion turned white and it spread all over. Chemo's going to go and get whatever spread through your body. He said, and that's good. He said, but uh, the radiation, the purpose of it is to get to the root of it, to eradicate it. And when he said that, we started crying. We were shouting and crying all at the same time. He probably thought we were nuts, and I don't care. Because what ended up happening is that man's life was changed forever. Because I showed him how God spoke to me what I was getting ready to go through and that I would have a manifested victory. But that's not all, y'all. Some people questioned why I went through it. And those same people are now coming to me because God has told them why he took me through it and not what they thought.
So now you'll see my face on flyers talking about manifesting. Do you understand what God is doing? Because they thought God was rebuking me, chastising me, and giving me something. But now, now God spoke to them and told them I took her through this. It wasn't because of sin. It was because I needed her to be able to stand. Because today when I walk in there, I've got to have the same faith I walked through that with to stand before them. Do you understand what God is doing? Do you recognize what's taking place? But here's the thing. A lot of people make the mistake of thinking that it's just me. No, I'm just the forerunner to show you how to do it when it comes your turn. So we got to understand. For those who don't know Jesus the way that maybe I know him, here's the deal. It's not about getting into Christ and then everything becomes perfect for you. That's not the truth. And whoever has told that lie is a liar. Because the Bible actually tells us that we will have many trials, many challenges, many situations as long as we're on this earth. The question is, are you going through it alone or are you going through it with him? Because if he is in you, you're going through it with him. And again, if God be for me. Greater is he who was what? In me. So it changes the way that we see things. It changes the way that we go through things. It changes the way that we hear what's coming our way. That particular diagnosis for many is a death sentence. For many. Triple negative. What? What do you mean? And I had to stand there in the face of that surgeon with my husband, knowing that my family was coming in right behind it. They were all there waiting outside. And so when we sat down and he went over everything and he told me, I had to stand there in faith, by faith, with faith. And know what he said. I had to defeat the words with what God said that were coming out of his mouth. What are you doing? How are you standing? What position are you called to? Are you operating in it? Or are you still playing? What are we doing? Me and God have had this conversation today. And we're in this place together. And I encourage you, get yourself alone with God. Take this fast seriously. Because your new beginning is depending on it. It's depending on it. Are you going to choose life? Or are you going to stay in a death-defeated position? Wondering who you are. Trying to identify if, if God is really real. If, if God can really, he, can he, will he, does he love me? Here, here's the big one. Even with today, it's interesting because Katrina can tell you, the day before my commissioning with Dr. Battle, somebody came to her with some craziness from my past. 
And I mean, it's, I've been married 18, almost 19 years. Yeah. They came with stuff from then. And I had to sit there when she shared it with me because she was taken back by it because she'd never heard it. And she shared it with me. And she was like, you know, I didn't know what to say. And I said, you don't. You show them. You manifest my victory. She said, well, what do you mean? I said, show them my fruit. You're my fruit. Oh, y'all should have clapped right there. I know who I used to be. I know what I did and I know what I didn't do. And I'm not going to stand and defend that. But even this morning as I was driving over here, the enemy was trying to say, oh, they're going to bring that up. And I said, so what? Guess what? My past is my past, not guilty. I can walk in the confidence of that because I know who I am. I know who I was, where we come from. I know who I am, where I stand now, but I also know where I'm going. So you can go back there, but here's where I'm at. If you want to meet me, this is where I'm at. So this is where we've got to get to. you got to let go of your mistakes if you're going to manifest victory. You've got to trust that what he said is what he said. And he meant what he said the first time. We're manifesting victory. Amen. So for those who don't know, Jesus as their Lord and Savior, if you've not had an opportunity to give your life to Christ, I invite you to do it. Those who are online, go ahead and type it in and say, hey, I want to give my life to Christ. And for those who actually are not online, if you're in here and you haven't given your life to Christ, this is your opportunity. If you need to rededicate your life, this is your opportunity. Don't miss this time. This is a time and a season where you and God can rest in that strength, that peace, that knowing that this is the easier time, believe it or not. The crazy thing is I was over there mad at God. And really, I should have been excited because of what I was walking into. I manifested a victory, y'all. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So now, what will you do? If, if you don't have a church home, type it in online. If you want a church home, we are more than welcome to open our arms to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. But greater than that, I need y'all to know who he is. Know the difference in the voices. Know when it's the enemy and know when it's God. The enemy is the accuser of the brethren. The enemy will come to you with questions that make you doubt God. God will always come with questions or statements that lead you back to him. People always say God won't come with questions, but go and read Job. I'll help you. Here, I'll go ahead and give you the answer. He will ask questions. Read, a, read any of the prophets and you're going to find it. That God will ask a question. But those questions will always lead you back to him. The enemy's questions will always lead you away from trusting, believing in him. Amen. Amen. So I'm going to pray and give the benediction. Most gracious and heavenly Father, we thank you. Lord God, we praise you. There truly is none like you. Oh, Father, we bless you. Father, I pray today, Lord God, that as you've already let us know that we're about to go into war. 
Father, even in going into war, Lord God, we have to know that we are your warriors and that you are our battle axe. So, Father, I thank you for being that battle axe that we need. Father, you are a very present help in times of trouble. I thank you for choosing us to use us, Lord God, to manifest your victory as well as our own, dear Father. So, Father, I plead the blood of Jesus over myself as I go into this situation, dear Father. And, Father, I pray right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you would just continue to cover us, Lord God, keep us in all of our ways. And, Father, help us to be able to discern between the voice of the enemy and your voice like never before in Jesus' name. We bless you, Father. We praise you, and we thank you more than anything. You inhabit the praises of your people. So we say thank you, Father. We praise you. We bless you. We glorify you. We adore you, Lord. Hallelujah to your name, Jesus. Thank you, Father, and thank you, Holy Spirit. We love you, God, and we praise you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah and amen.